You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the SM Media Euro 2020 show. I'm Scott McPike, delighted to be your host as always. Got a star-studded panel tonight, we're going to <laughs> preview the Scotland game. We're going to just have a Scotland special as it could potentially be make or break tomorrow night. We are joined by Mark Wilson in his Scotland gear. Wilson, how are we? We're nervous? Yes, very nervous to be honest. Um, you should have seen the nick of me on Friday before the game <laughs> but um, after the first 10, 15 minutes, I calmed down a wee bit, but again, being slightly older than you two, uh, I've sat here many a time uh, waiting for a game like this and uh, always ended up heartbroken, but definitely not this time, definitely not. Shankers is here as well. Shankers, how are we? Hi, I'm good. But like Wilson, it's it's a situation that we've not been in for a long time, not in my lifetime anyway, so it's exciting, but also a bit kind of daunting. I think is maybe the word that it's. I think if you were offered this situation at the start of group, you would bite, bite the hand off for it. So it's good to be in the opportunity. Know that if you win the game, you're going to go. Wilson, we'll touch on you first about the, the game on Friday night. Were you surprised at how it went? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll be honest. And I'm the, um, the first person always to pick up when I'm wrong as well. And as I said <laughs> on one of the previous shows about my reluctance. Um, to throw in Gilmer in such a, a big game. I was a wee bit apprehensive um, and, you know, going with tried and tested and, you know, playing for a draw as such. Um, but, I mean, it completely proved me wrong. Um, as I said, I'd seen bits and bobs on, thought he was very talented. I just thought the game of that magnitude that um, Steve Clark would go with tried and tested, but he came in. And as I say, the first kind of five, ten minutes, what, the, what I thought the change was, was that Mount started all over him. And every single time, he just Gilmore just got his body in front of him, made Mount draw in the foul on him, get possession, and then he just grew in confidence for there. I actually found, thought, I mean, I, I rate Mason Mount very highly. I just thought Mason Mount didn't want to know once uh, Gilmore got into his stride. Mm-hmm. So again, a wee bit like Callum Davidson, I'm offering an apology to Billy Gilmer. Um, I didn't think he was, he was ready for such a, a thing, but oh my goodness, he was... He was exceptional. And, and what you have to think about as well is the magnitude of the game and, and really, in effect, that's his debut. That's his uh, debut for his country in a championship that we've not been for 20-odd years and it's against your biggest rivals. You know, that could could have went horribly wrong, but no, it was... I mean, every player was exceptional um, and but absolutely no complaints. You know, him, him getting man the match and I'm sure he's... His teammates, and I actually did find that as much as I have no love towards the old enemy, um, I think you saw the class of some of the England players. Um, when they, they can obviously maybe regretting that now, sounding them at the end of space, <laughs> teammates, you know, shaking his hand. And like Ben Chilwell was just shaking his head at him as if to say, like, How did you play like that in this game? That's what it was like. But what, what, what I thought the good thing was, you know, certainly from the interviews that I saw after the game. You know, uh, Steve Clark, Stephen O'Donnell, I saw interviews with, Scott McTominay, I saw one with. None of them batted an eyelid. So you're actually wondering, Aye. how good is this kid at training every day? They were just going, what, what about Billy Gilmer? I'm all right, all right. <laughs> we're all going, what? 
It was it was absolutely incredible and, and fair play to the young man, as I say. So here's another apology on mine. Not that I ever said he was a bad player. I just didn't think he would, he would time manage it in a game like that. So so well done. He he's had almost had the boys to to go and play him. I mean, it could have been easy to just say, we both tried and tested and stick <coughs> a Stuart Armstrong in there or a John Kick because more caps are him. Uh, maybe no as as good a footballer and so forth, but I'm first starting him in a game like that. Shankers, do you think the, the game did Scotland do you think Scotland deserved to win the game? I don't think there would have been any complaints if if they'd won the game. It was a, a good couple of chances. Uh, Adams late on. Uh, he kind of had a half chance. I'm, I'm not saying there was any clear cut chances that you say they should have scored. But on another day, another day, if they, if they come away with a win now or something like that, I don't think anybody would have complained. I think the performance that they put in, nobody expected that. I mean, you were talking about how many goals England was going to win by, that's all we were hearing. So I think that almost played into Scotland's hand a wee bit because they thought, well, if we can beat 4 now, it's expected by, well, by some people anyway. And if we get a result like that, well, it's a bonus. So I don't think anybody could complain if Scotland did win the match. And in classic Scotland fashion, nothing ever goes simple. Today, this morning, we were hearing news, we news coming through about a player in the Scotland camp that had tested positive for COVID-19. That player has turned out to be Bally Gilmer. Wilson, <laughs> is this just classic Scotland of what can go wrong, will go wrong? It certainly seems like that. But, I mean, first and foremost, you have to be gutted for that young man. I know. Aye. I mean, let's, let, let's be honest here, that's his family, his friends, everyone knows him, but for him, you know, to, to play so well in that game and then for that to happen, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible for him personally. I'm trying to put a wee positive spin on it, when, and we had a wee discussion earlier in the, in the WhatsApp group um, about how would the team change. Now, Scott, you threw John Fleck's name in. Um, I'd mentioned Stuart Armstrong. We also thought, does he change the back and put, say, Liam Cooper in? Aye. Um, these guys, and this is this is where I think the positive comes in, these guys are premiership footballers. We're told it's the best league in the world. I would, I would, I'm, I'm quite honest, I, I watch a lot of the Premiers, I would tend to agree with it, to be honest. Um, I, I do enjoy watching a lot of the Premiership games. And if someone says to me, you're sitting with a bench, I mean, I think Liam Cooper's a smashing player. Um, Stuart Armstrong's a smashing player. John Fleck's a smashing player because he's always in the squad. He maybe doesn't play a lot of minutes, but you're looking and thinking, right, okay, unfortunately, we can't change the Gilmer situation. I'm 100% convinced they would start. It would be the same start 11. Yeah. Jenkins it would be the same start 11. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, as you say, Mark and the Flory Pops one later on would be able to tell us, why would you change a winning, well, not a winning, you know what I mean? A yeah. team that brings a performance like that because, as I say, we, we were all in, in, in here watching it on Friday night. And, you know, I could imagine people thinking, look at them celebrate a nil-nil draw. England players, I think, would celebrate a draw like that against a France or a Brazil in a World Cup. Aye. So, clapping the fans. And there's not... The, the gap between the Scotland players and England players, I think, is quite wide. Maybe not as big between England and France and England and Brazil, whatever. But when, you, when you're when you given that amount of praise, and Shankers will know this because he gets a lot of praise from the Talbot supporters... <laughs> When you're given that amount of praise, you're up here now. Aye. 
you're up here. Yes, of course you can fall flat in your face in the next game, but to start that next game, the adrenaline is getting you through it. And I actually think that that, that came in a wee bit um, in stages because, as I say, we could pick individual players out. The one I would pick out um, was Callum McGregor. He's looked laboured this season, you know, but I think he got a buzz from the adrenaline, um, you know, going round the team again. Maybe not the most talented player in, in, in the world, Stephen O'Donnell, but again, he got a cross in the first couple of minutes. No. He then had a, a shot save, which is probably one of our better chances. I think he's going to hit it into the ground a wee bit. So, the guys, those 11 boys, obviously not Billy Gilmer now, but those 10 guys will be high as kites. And then you saw, I mean, I saw, uh, I think it was Ryan Fraser and I think it was maybe John McLaughlin. They were running on at the pitch like streakers at the end, celebrating mm -hmm. as if they'd actually won it. Mm -hmm. And that shows me that those guys sitting watching are thinking, we are determined, you know, to get into that team or to play a part on this. So, yes, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's really, really sad for the young man. But as I say, with what could come in, um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, yeah, I think we will miss him because I actually think for a young man, he's a common influence in a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but for what's to come in, I'm, I'm not particularly worried. See the reason. You see Andy Robertson's. Interview where he says that Billy Gilmer was that calm, he thought he'd fell asleep in the pitch. That looked, from an outsider's point of view, that looked exactly right. People have said uh, that for years about him, though. Like, he is, he's, he's a kind of a big head on kind of young shoulders, and that's, I think that's a, what, exactly what Scotland need. And that's why I'm kind of thinking if you bring in John Fleck or somebody like that, you're not changing the shape as much. Let's see if you bring in a Turnbull and an Armstrong. I'm not saying they're going to do a bad job, but Flex probably the closest to Gilmer in that system to kind of keep the ball because Gilmer kept the ball brilliantly the other night and I think yeah. that was a big part of why Scotland did so well because they, they, that ball retention was there. Well, that, that, sorry, Matt. Sorry. No, only well. See, that, that's, that's why I possibly thought he may change the 11 um, for this game because we have to go and win it. There's no, there's no hiding that. But Croatia play that as a kind of flat three, mm -hmm. you know. So I would think rather than playing the two setters and the one, he might go Callum McGregor as the one setter and then play an attacking midfielder with him again. Which would, which if again, if I was Steve Clark, it would be Armstrong for me. But again, you have the option of Turnbull. But I agree with you, Scott. If he's going to play with two setters, then it, it wouldn't bother me if it was Fleck that come in because again, he can keep the ball. Probably moving McTominay forward. See, I, I just see. We see one of the things now is see because Gilmer's out. So I have no doubt it would have been the same eleven. But see now that Gilmer's out, that if Steve Clark ever had an element out and he said that he was going to make changes for that eleven, say Gilmer was fit. Now he's almost got a wee bit more leeway because Gilmer's out. So he says if he's out, maybe I need to change two or three yeah. rather than the rather than the light for light. I agree with Wilson. I'll bring Stuart Armstrong in. Gilmer as well. I know there may be no like for like as in Gilmer was kind of sitting a wee bit more but I just think he's got a lot of quality, a lot of legs as well uh, and the team, he was the one that got brought on for Gilmer uh, when Gilmer was substituted as well. I just think it makes more sense. I think taking McTominay out into the middle then bringing another defender in it kind of unsettles midfield and defence rather than just leave the defence as it is and bring a an Armstrong or a Fleck or a, a Turnbull. But I think, see, going back on the England thing, I think 
Everything was stacked in their favour as well. Playing at playing at Wembley, this is more on the celebrating a nil nil. Everything was stacked in their favour. In a, almost a home game and a and a major tournament, Scotland haven't been there in years and all that. So everything was stacked in their favour. I, I think the more is a wee bit more pressure to Scotland on the at home. Mm. I know they're no favourites by, by any means, but as Wilson says, the players will be highest highest kites and. They kind of got up for the game the more. I just, I just hope they, they don't leave in the pitch. Oh, especially in a game like this, I, I can't wait for it to be honest. Wilson, see if see Scotland have played two games and no scored the goal. Does it worry you that potential where the goals are going to come from? No, uh, because well, I mean, if you look, if you look through the team, I mean, again, I don't, I wouldn't know the exact statistics, but. Dykes has scored a few for QPR since he went there. He was obviously scoring goals uh, at Livingston. Stuart Armstrong seems to have a goal in the Premiership. I mean, Adams maybe scored, what, 9-10 this season? I, I wouldn't know the exact number. Um, possibly not, you know, Callum McGregor. Andy Robertson chips in, you know, one, one or two every season from left back. McTominay scores a few for Man United that probably go unnoticed, especially headers. Um, no, I, I wouldn't worry about the goals. I, I worried about goals before the tournament, and that's why I kind of championed that. Um, I thought Lee Griffiths, I understand why he wasn't taken because he, he wasn't as prolific as previous seasons. I would have him in every squad after they two free kicks against Sigurd until he was 90. <laughs> uh, I'd be dragging him out into every squad, but uh, no, because seeing these games, we, we're expected to, well, we're hoping to score one or two. I wouldn't have thought we're going to score any more than that, you know. Um, so I I think the goal could come from anywhere, you know. Grant, Grant Hanley's a very good attacker of the ball at heading it as well. So I think possibly tomorrow, if we could get an early goal, a header from a corner, a set piece or something, um, then I think it could it could set us up nicely. But scoring goals, I say, we're not renowned for scoring five or six. I, I'd be more worried that other international countries that have hundreds of millions of pounds worth of talent aren't scoring goals. Hey, see, if, see if Scotland won the creating chances I would see why they're not scoring but they're creating plenty of chances you know what I mean see that especially the Czech Republic <laughs> game if Scotland scored two or three goals in that game now they could have complained if, if we were we were limited to England England had three shots in the whole tournament and they've got as well to say hundreds of million pounds of talent Scotland have created far more chances if they weren't creating any strikers weren't get in good positions and stuff like that I would be worried but as Wilson says I, I I don't, I'm not saying I can see them going to score four goals or that, but what's the chances are creating? I, I'm, I'm not worried about where the goals are going to come for. I'm not really kidding who scores, to be honest. As long as some, I mean, you, some you're right, you're right Mark, and you, you, I mean, you saw uh, Stephen O'Donnell's strike the other night. Aye. You know, Aye. if it comes to right back, Andy Roberts had the chance against... Uh, so no one cares. I don't <laughs> care if it comes off the back of Modric's head and it's half an inch over the line. It doesn't bother me, but no, I, I wouldn't be too worried about who or when the goals will come. I just think if we if we can get, you know, so there, there are people on the team that can score goals. See if we play anywhere near like the last two performances, I've been made out that that Scotland will win them on because you can't create the chances and play. I thought the first game Scotland played relatively well. I don't think they were, they were like terrible. I think a lot of Steve parties they got because you could be too ill, they were criticised and because it was. Probably the only chance to have the three points in the group is as a lot of people were saying. But I think if they play similar to the two games, I think they'll, they'll do fine because 
There's got to be a wee bit of luck going on your side as well. I mean, Pickford's made a great save by Stephen O'Donnell. I think it's not, it's not as if he's missed a chance, but it's, it's a top-class save. So I wouldn't be worried about where the goals are coming. I think if we play anywhere near the, the level that we played on Friday night, I think it's more no one. And I, th- I think you guys have touched on it and, and you know, shows the, the pre- uh, prior. The two goals that the Czech Republic scored were absolutely excellent. Bush. <laughs> and as I say, Mark, and as I say, Rory pops on, that, see the first goal? That's just one of the ones I don't think you can... Pre- yes, you can stop the cross, blah, blah, blah. But see that? Sometimes, see if the fella's just bigger and stronger. And, 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 he's, and, he's, and, there, and he's just... And, and he's put it right in the side netting. So Marshall's got no chance... And in the second one, yeah, you can turn and say, oh, it's a piece of magic. But, I mean, how many times have we seen Paul Gascoigne in your 96 goal this week? You know, that guy's goal's better. I'm sorry, that's uh, better. No. You know, because he's not even looked. Again, I'm sure he's discussed Marshall's um, placement and what... what Jink, he is too far off his line. For, for me, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for me, I mean, again, I'm not goalkeeping expert, but I, I honestly don't think my goalkeeper should boot that D, wherever the ball is in the park. Uh, but I was talking to Andrew and he says he's never ever been that far out his goal. He says he'll come to but he's the edge of the box. He says, but that's that's the fullest. Because see, say they play above the top, if you're at a D, you should be able to to get out for the D to, to maybe halfway up the, the pitch or whatever for, for that range. There's there's no need. I mean, man, you see Manuel Neuer doing it. There's a matter of time. He's been caught a couple of times yeah, doing it and stuff like that. I don't know whether he's trying to be too clever or whatever, but I agree. I, I didn't think he was as far out as what the picture no. actually showed. I, I didn't realise it was that far out. It was. But anyway, that, that was done now, anyway. What, what he's hat is perfect. He could maybe do that 10 times that again. An and... inch up, doing left or right, doesn't he score? <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely perfect. So, what do we think of Croatia though after the two games? Um, see, to be honest, I, and again, I they, they haven't played particularly rubbish. You wouldn't say they're, they're absolutely rubbish, but Mark and I mentioned it earlier. You would have bitten the hand off to be in this position. I think folk were expecting us to beat the Czech Republic, but you'd have taken. Draw, and I think people expect us to lose at Wembley. The, the group was looking as we have to beat Croatia. That's what it's come down to, regardless of how the results went um, before. Um, you could look at it two ways. I think they've got quite, you know, with Modric and that. There's a few older players that maybe were the last tournament because they got to World Cup a final a few years ago, and they maybe thinking, I'm done now, or is it this last hurrah? Are they looking at the teams that can get through? I, I, I don't know. I just think, well, I'm hoping more than thinking that momentum and adrenaline will push us through. And I'd like to think no matter how well they play, we'll be able to match it. And, and if not, go in better. Shankers, what do you think of Croatia? I, I don't think they've set the, the hell on fire the last couple of games. I mean, it's, no, forget three years ago, this team were World Cup finalists, but I think they're an aging squad. Um, Modric is getting on a bit, but I'm not, I'm not for any means talking about how good Modric is. He's a, he's a world class player, but they are they are aging slightly. They've got they've got a lot of good, good players, and, and on their day they could probably hurt any team in the world. Uh, so yeah, as there's 
it's not going to be a walkover or anything. That is going to be a, a tough game. But I, I'm slight. I don't want to go and say I'm, I'm confident Scotland's going to go and go and win comfortable or anything like that. But I, I'm I'm slightly confident that we can get a result. I think it's in a favourite. If you were offered that the last game at, at Hamden, uh, a win and you're through. I think uh, you would, as I said earlier, you would bite MD's hand off for it. So it's it's a good one. It's a good position to be in. And especially after seeing, um, I think it was Austria beating Ukraine earlier on, almost sealed it. So three points and, and that's it. It doesn't matter. We don't need any favours for anybody. It's, it's in our hands now and it's a good position to be in. Well, you've mentioned there about Austria. Austria did beat Ukraine, which means if Belgium were recording this is just as the Belgian game has started, if Belgium win, then all Scotland need to do is beat Croatia and they're through. Now, I thought, I thought they just need to win anyway because Ukraine's on three points and and Croatia's on one. So, I but is that course, no? uh, the fourth third place finishes. So Switzerland are obviously in four. And if if this if Belgium win this, then the, the third place team in Group C can finish in three. Right, and obviously Ukraine on three, so they're guaranteed to go through on four right. points with a win. Wilson, will they get a win? Yes, I, 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 I think I, I say I'm a couple of years older than you guys. Been there, seen it, done it a hundred times. Um, I, I, I just think now, um, and it just goes for simple things like. I went into Asda last Friday um, and everyone's wearing Scotland strips or Scotland stuff. You see the flags out the windows, you know, kids wearing Scotland strips to school. I don't think Scotland have had that for a long time. Um, just the, the whole kind of nation behind them. Um, and I just I just feel that the big push from everyone, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on the players, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of pressure. Um, but... I think I'm hoping the days of glorious failure are over. But again, the Gilmer thing's just another kind of nail in. But I, I, I do, if I mean, I'm betting money, I would fancy Scotland to win the game tomorrow, 1 0. You could just see a, a Glenn Kamara last minute goal in this game to, to second Scotland and then put us in a difficult position. So, so if, if Finland win, we couldn't go through even if we won. Is that right? No, it's, it's, if Belgium win, then I'm trying to. If Russia were to beat Denmark and Finland were to draw, then Finland would be in four points. All right? If, it depends. If Belgium don't win, it all comes down to that Russia game. If Denmark win, they, if Denmark and Belgium win, then it's irrelevant what happens. In the, in, like it's irrelevant that, what happens. That, 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 that sounds to me more of the Scotland way. Win the game 5 nothing and still no go through. That could be... That's more what I'm, I'm used to. And it's a goal difference thing as well. Obviously, the two goals against Czech Republic will not help that. So, Scotland, if Scotland need to do it th- that way, then they will need to score a couple. Like, you beat Croatia 2-0 and you're going through with a, a, you know, a zero goal difference then. Is that... I mean, is, is there any... I mean, just, just say, for example, the, the scenario you gave there, Scotland win 1-0 and they go through. Is that... Any idea who you think they would play? Belgium Look, or... Looking at Holland, maybe. I think it's Belgium or Holland. Holland but and is, Copenhagen or something like that. Aye. But is it, is it a case of just get or through? Holland, Holland like, are 
are probably one of the informed teams in the tournament. Right. But again, but again that, that, that's what it is. But Scotland aren't expected to go any further than the I'm last not 16. expected to go through, and if you get beat from a big hitter, well, then you know. You've, but you've had that experience yeah, again there. Absolutely. Nothing to fear from the Dutch. I know they've won three out of three, but they don't look anything as fluent as some of the other teams, you know, like the Italians or whatever. Um, but if, if you go in, if you get to the last 16 and you get beat 3 nothing for Belgium, well, you're, you're looking at that Belgium team and going, <laughs> all right. <laughs> but fair enough. Although I do think Billy Gilmer is better than Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, I'm not doubting that now. Um, but as, as I say, get through. And again, it's just that another wee hurdle to progress on because, you know, you're looking at the Scotland squad and you're thinking, you know, when the World Cup qualifiers, is there anyone you're thinking isn't going to feature? The squad's not particularly old. And no, the, only, no. the, only one, the only area I've got doubts over is the goalkeeper. You know, but goalies can play slightly longer. Um, I know that. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking, you know, if John McLaughlin decides... I mean, what age is he? I think he's just 32. Oh, well, he's got a wee bit then. Gordon, a wee bit older. Marshall, a wee bit older. You know, who, who comes in? Does he play John? I think Malone? that's a big thing as well. I think we've had. I know, we've been I know Danny with... Rogers and Colin Doyle might be available. What would it mean to you as if Scotland won tomorrow? Start with Shankers. Uh, I'm. I'm no saying I'm a a follower of Scotland. I'm going to like to see my country win. I'm sure Wilson. Walton's followed them from home and away for, for plenty of years. I'm not one of these can get the kilt and that on for, for when Scotland play by all means, but I, I like to see my country win. And and I really, this is my bit relevant control, I really, I really don't get anybody else that's played Scotland that, that doesn't, when they got a buzz of Scotland going win them on. See, Friday yeah. night, I was out watching the, the game and, and doing the street and mocking and see, maybe. Covid and all that, I shouldn't have been saying this. It was buzzing. Everybody was a smile on their face. Everybody was so like, upbeat and everything. I've not seen anything like that for ages associated with Scotland. Is everybody's I would say about glorious failures. Or that. I remember one Sunday, I think it, we had to beat Slovakia or something. Have a chance of going through away from home, and and kind of everybody was deflated. <laughs> but grown men actually like close to tears and all that, as if can are we ever going to qualify again? And then when we qualified, the buzz is there. And then to get into yourselves into this position, to get through, I think, would, would be almost as good an achievement as, as you could have hoped for to get through, I think, ranked third worst team in the, the competition. But you see a group of players, I, I really don't think that, that uh, reflects on them. So Wilson says, we're not an urgent squad. I don't think this is going to be the last major tournament. Uh, in, in our lifetime or anything like that, I think Scotland are going to be one of the teams that's... I mean, see when you see, like, North Macedonia and see when you see a lot of the countries and they qualify year in, year out, and you just think, well, why is Scotland not been able to do that with the group of players that they've, they've had over the years with Barry Ferguson, Stan Fletcher's, and players like that. So I don't think this is going to be the last time Scotland's going to get through, but say it was, to, to get through to the last 60, I think, would be an achievement in itself. And... Bolton says you're always going to get a tough opponent. So if you go and get a Belgium or a Holland, it's almost in just a one-half game. Go and enjoy it. If you get beat 3-0, it's expected because they have middle-class players in their team. So to get through, I think, would, would be just be an achievement in itself. And I honestly believe it, it can happen. Well, so what would it mean to you for Scotland to qualify tomorrow night? 
it, it means an awful lot, to be honest, because I say I've had um, a few years of, you know, and again, we, we were familiar with it as children, you know, going to World Cups and going to European Championships. Yeah, you never get through the group, but you were there. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and it was only, you know, again, we weren't blessed with many TV channels and all that at that time. So, you know, it would be on, for like the, the kickoff would be half seven at night, and, you know, it'd be on for one o'clock in the afternoon, you know, being able to watch it and you can get a feel for it. What I think a big thing is, and again, you may agree or disagree with this, I think if the Euros had happened um, last year, I don't think there's been as much of the same support and same thing. I, I, I think because of your domestic product here with Celtic and Rangers, you, you, you get this kind of stigma that a lot of Celtic fans and Rangers fans don't support Scotland. And again, leading up to the whole 55-10 in a row thing last year, I think that would have had, had an effect. I don't think, because folk were thinking, oh, I hope, I hope Ryan Jack doesn't play for Scotland this year in case he gets injured for the season. I hope Carl McGregor doesn't play. But see now all that has petered out and it's done, it's dusted. You know, you see now, you know, I, 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 I saw a lot of guys that I know that support Celtic and Rangers all in, all in London, you know, that this week, whereas... I think a year ago they would never have rent because they'd obviously maybe be saving their money for the European trips that Celtic Rangers go on. I don't doubt that, but I think this is just that that's that was taking priority in Scottish football for the last few years. You know, the emergence of Rangers, yeah. the in a row, what way is it going to swing? See now all that's calmed down. I think everyone's thought, well, let's get behind the country now because this yeah. is I I I think the way guys think I don't care who wins the SPL next year. I'm gonna be bit more concentrating on Scotland now. And I think it's became a big relief. Again, this is a point I was actually going to make earlier, you know, and you're looking now, and again, you can add that to about 26 players in the squad. If there was ever a game, in my opinion, for Ryan Jack, it would be tomorrow. Because I I think if he'd moved McTominay back and Ryan Jack in there, I think Steve Clark would have no hesitation in playing two attacking midfielders, Turnbull McGann or Armstrong, because of that cement that's absolutely behind you. Now, again, yeah. you can say that in hindsight, if Ryan Jack had been fit, would Gilmer have made the squad? They play same, you know, again, it's ifs, buts, that type of thing. But for tomorrow at Hamden, I thought if Ryan Jack could have just fitted into a possible 4-1-4-1 uh, or 3-5-2, the likes of McGregor, Armstrong, again, would have had no qualms in breaking on beyond the strikers because of what, what was sitting behind them. And I think that's, that's a loss. Callum McGregor is excellent. You know how highly I rate him. Is is he going to be able to, you know, do that same kind of... Because I think Ryan Jack is a wee bit more steel, you know? Um, whereas Callum McGregor, I think, has probably got a wee bit more technical ability, a wee bit more quality. But, again, it's it's, it's ifs and buts. And as I say, when you, when you see guys, you know, missing out in the squad through injury or not selected, and the tournament goes away, it's going with a draw at Wembley. You're thinking, Aye. devastated must these guys be... You know, yeah, I, know. I actually think it's worse for them than possibly, no disrespect for Liam Palmer, who's been in every squad. Patterson comes for nowhere, shows that he's got a wee bit extra probably more than Liam Palmer, if I'm honest. And Liam Palmer's told, I'm going, I'm going with this way, blah, blah, blah. You're devastated. But I think Ryan Jack would have been in the squad and to be injured, and it's the same as probably Gilmer's feeling now, you know, to be in it and then take that all taken away from me, it must be devastating. And it's two players that, in hindsight now, again, you can look at when Scotland put a <coughs> qualifiers, 
could he go with Jack and Gilmer in there? Mm-hmm. Definitely. With the emergence of Patterson, who, let's be honest, gets probably a wee bit more further forward than Adorno does. Um, I thought Adorno was brilliant the other night, though. There was yeah, stage yeah, that. yeah, he was. The, 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 the future's bright. I didn't think he was particularly good against the Czech Republic, if I'm honest. I, I could understand what Steve Clark said, but international football, you have to be up at that level. And I thought he, he found a wee bit wanting um, at, at, cer- at certain times in the game. You know, he kind of drifted in and out. Again, he didn't pose much threat to him down their side. Um, but I think what helped him was to get the ball into the box early in the England game. And I think he grew in confidence. And as I say, he must be up to here now. And fair play to the guy. I've said how good he was at Kilmarnock. Um because we always sat down that front, we always saw him first half or second half, and he was he was he was an excellent player for Kilmarnock. And I think that's what folk think. Well, he plays with Kilmarnock, he's up against two guys for Man City, a guy for Spurs. You know, this guy's getting empty today, and it just it just shows you it's eleven v eleven at the end of the day. Wilson, what would you rather? Kilmarnock get back up to the SPL or Scotland get through the last sixteen? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> to be honest, see, see, to be honest the, 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 way, the way the way I'm feeling now, um, I, I think Kilmarnock will walk that league. Now you can record that Scott, mm-hmm. and you can play it next May. <laughs> when Kilmarnock in League One, when they're going it. Champions, champions by Christmas, champions by Christmas. I think so. It's a it's a good question, but I think I think you obviously have to. I'm always a country before club, to be honest. So I, I would see Scotland. I would see Scotland through because I've got every confidence that Kelly will come up anyway. So. See, see when you're talking about Billy Gilman maybe not making a squad if Jack was fit and all that, it just shows you he was close to not making a squad and see now, I don't think he'll ever miss out in a squad. No. Can he, like, that just shows you that like, he, he was that close for not even been in the squad to, to go and put that performance in at Wembley. It's, that, is, that is frightening, he, man. He, he will be the next player to win 100 caps. That's what Andy Robertson says. He comes to his interview. He, he told him, he says, you can basically have as many cups for your country as you want to almost. Because... The, the, only, the only, I mean, again, because he's obviously Scotland, do you, do you think he maybe needs to go and loan or leave Chelsea to play every week? And do we see a better Billy Gilmer? Because, I mean, he set the bar now. <laughs> Does he get I, don't know. I think he will go and loan this, this summer. I think he'll go and for where, a season. Where, where do you, I mean, can you think of a club that Chelsea would allow me to go to because, I mean, I look at Spurs' midfield and I think they're absolutely honking, but Chelsea ain't going to let them go to Spurs. Do you think he, do you think he could go abroad? Like I think that would suit him better because uh, ideally, if he's gone, you can't send him to a team any lower than the English Premier League and I don't see them sending him to another team in the league because of how, how good he is and how much he affects a game. So, like, Chelsea have been notorious for sending players to, like, Holland and yeah, stuff like that. For, but you, I think he's, he's too good for teams like that. I really do. Possibly. See, see, say, for instance, that that happens, how much money? Because he's, he's no merit at a huge figure on plane, but there's the, the value of potential. So, I mean, he goes and plays 30 games, or he played 30 games there and he was eight, Bringing the, the performances that he did against England week in, week out. You're talking mental money because of the way football is nowadays. But obviously, he's not played that amount of games. So, you think, can, 
does it warrant asking for for the sixty million pound for him or somebody that's not played as as much games, but obviously the potentials. But I think he's in a position. He's in a great position because he goes to he can have to go to the manager now and say, well, I need to either play here or I need to go away because he can't be twenty year old with that much talent sitting on a bench for Chelsea. It's just a waste. And I think he, Billy Gilmer. I don't think he's arrogant in a bad way, but I think he's in a good way that he knows he's he's, he's I think good he knows enough. how good he is. He knows eh? how good he is, and he knows he's good enough to play in the team. But he's got Kante, Kovacic, Jorginho. He's unfortunate in that way, but he needs he needs to be playing. In fact, he's twenty year old. You talk about in what age? What age do you turn for a young boy? He's not a young boy anywhere. He's almost a man. I know he's five foot four or whatever, and yeah, he's still twenty year old as young, but. He's in a position where he needs to be playing week in, week out for, for a club and whether they send him out and loan. I don't think they'll sell him. I, I don't think they can because I think Chelsea, Chelsea want him to be going to play there for 10 years. Well, that's how good he is. Let's talk about Chelsea were interested in signing Declan Rice or that. Thomas to show much for that. What, why the hell would we mm-hmm. sign him and we've got somebody that I think is twice a player him, if no, if no more than that. Even Phillips as well. The officer. You'll know better at Liverpool, but you're looking the likes of Aldum's <laughs> away, Jordan Henderson. Could Gilmer go to Liverpool? You know, Man United have got Pogba and McTominay, but Matic will be away. You know, could Man United sign him? Could Liverpool sign him? He's, he's like a he could play in like a Guardiola City who's got the ball at the time. I would love to see him in a team like that. Fernandinho's a, he's, he's left City, you know. He, and if Man, if Man City are offered 100 million for Harry Kane, you know, I mean, Chelsea are in the driving seat, of course they are. But if Tuchel goes with the three that you mentioned, you know, Kante, etc., next season, the boy must be thinking, well, I need to get out here. I need to play. Right. Right, final predictions for tomorrow night. Shankers, What's the result going to be? Give us a goal scorer as well if you're confident for a win. I'll go 1-0 and I'll go Che Adams because I think second half against Czechs, I think he was brilliant and that, that'll put him in the team on merit on uh, Friday night and I think, he, I think he was really good Friday. I don't think I don't think him and Dykes were exceptional but I think they I think see, see, I've seen folks saying the ball, the Scotland took a kick off, played the ball, and Dyke just clapped Shaw in the first minute, and it's almost set the tone to let them know, right, you're on the game here. And I think with they two up front, I think they'll, they'll be battling in a strong physical, they'll be rushing defenders, and he's had a couple of chances as well, where it's not quite happened for him. So I think tomorrow could, everything could come together and, and he could get a goal. I, th- I don't think it'll be. I think it's going to be like a three to a four three classic or anything like that. Both teams know if if they win, they're through almost. So I think that's that's the only thing that's gone against Scotland. It's that Croatia got the point against Czech, so so they have got something to play for as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's talking about Scotland winning the third. We need to remember Croatia win. They they're in the same position as well, so it's going to be difficult. I think it'll be one 0 either way, but we'll go one 0 Scotland and Adams. Wilson would be thinking. Well, Shankers, I'll go 2 now then. Uh, <laughs> I'll go for McGinn and Armstrong. I, I, I think Adams and Dykes 
will we we'll drag that defence out? And if McGinn and Armstrong can get in behind, um, I, I, I think they could come up with you know a couple of couple of shots on target to try and uh, score. Um, I'd like to see you know I'm, I'm a wee bit more composure uh, from Armstrong and in, in those areas. You know, I think sometimes he rushes it a wee bit. Um, but I think, you know, and again, if I'm if you're lucky enough to be Stuart Armstrong get in the team in front of Gilma, he needs to get in the team and say, I'm going to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, you know if, if, if he's going to be the kind of 12th man, you know, he, he, he needs to be one that, one that comes in. I think, as I say, I think that would only change. I mean, I, I'm, I'm saying that's what I would do. But again, Steve Clark could have something else up his sleeve um, completely. He could maybe say... Forest or a Fraser or, Tur- or Turnbull, even, but it's great options to have. Great options see, to have. See if things are not going your way. Do you throw a David Turnbull or somebody on somebody that's got a wee bit of magic and them can score a goal or, or a delivery for anywhere? Or do you go almost tried and trusted with flinging on a Fraser or a Forest or whatever? I guess Angskull was not in a position last where they've got coming off the bench as well. To start, you know, with Fraser Forest coming on first. Um, and then just say you are going for it, then, well, let's go hellfire, take off a centre-half and put Turnbull on. And maybe you get Nisbet as well. Uh, you know, I, you know. A rumble as well, and, you know, knock people out their stride and, you know, try and bully, etc. So, as I say, it's, it's just great op- options to have. Um, yep. Just we can get something from the game. But 2-0, I'll go 2-0. Brilliant. What about you, but, Scott? What do you think? 1-0 Scotland, John McGinn. <laughs> for other say, I'll have have a sneaky film Croatia are good enough to score. What did you say one nil for then? I know, but no, but I'm, that's my that's my optimistic. But result. what does your what does your head tell you? That's what your heart tells you. I think Croatia. I, I just think Croatia are. I've doubted them, but again, they've got the talent to score a goal. And I don't think a, Croatia can play. I'm not saying. As bad, but I don't think you can go and play, have three performances like kind of do or do, do. I mean, see the goal Perisic scored the other day, the quality of that finish and stuff like that. That's all no worry. Like, they can, you can just and play into the left. Look at Luka Modric as well. We can Modric, turn the game Perisic. to one pass. The Croatians, they're on the beach. They're no kidding. They'll get murdered tomorrow. <laughs> they're, they're no interest. That they know they're coming for a battle and they'll lose. It's going to be an it. it's going to be an interesting night, everyone. We are gonna we are gonna be on straight after the sh- the game tomorrow. It might not be the same panel because the two of them could be polluted. <laughs> but uh, no, I'll be what the Wednesday, so I would love to, but but thanks very much for watching everyone. This Scotland special. Stay tuned for all the exclusive Euro content coming up on the channel. Thanks very much, everyone. Cheers, Wilson Shankers. Pleasure as always. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.